While many outside of the state have probably never heard of Dominic Prescott, his actions set a precedent. While none have attempted to match Prescott's feet, many have taken dual roles, and the UIL has allowed them to do so. Such a multifaceted coach would never emerge in Houston or the Dallas Metroplex. A city of 5 million people does not need a football coach who is also the local construction manager. But in small towns out west, in the lands past Lubbock where even people from Lubbock aren't willing to drive to, or in the parts of the state where Spanish is still the first language, these towns rely on such individuals. From the Rangers Journal and Independence Audio, I'm your host, Luke Peters. This is the Mayor of a Tiny Town. Mentioning these people to one of the coaches at Shatner High School in the Sugarland area, one commented, Sure, the head coach of Red Pine is also the county judge. They have no one else to give the job to. Now, there may be some truth to that. Red Pine has a population of 90 people. But I spoke with Russell Pipps, the current head coach of Red Pine. He is not the county judge, but he serves as a social worker for which he has a degree. Pips was just one figure I encountered while talking to over 50 coaches across the state, both retired and active, in researching this story. My maroon Honda Accord now resembles a pale moon with how much mud was slapped against its side. I don't even want to think about the miles put on it. But as I moved from place to place, I noticed a common theme among these coaches that connected them to Prescott. They all have an internal drive to lead people. This is Tyler Burns the former athletic director and head coach at Deliverance High School. Even when we were just football coaches, our jobs didn't stop on the practice field or on game night. Parents would talk to us at the shopping centers and grocery stores. We'd learn about their families. If someone had a problem, whether it concerned football or not, we would talk to them and help solve the problem in any way we could. Burns, a devout Christian, organized Deliverance's first soup kitchen and children's toy drive. Then there is Lionel Cookie Gallardo, who cut his teeth as a defensive coordinator at Franklinton. He got his name Cookie for rewarding the linemen with cookies every time they sacked the quarterback. Franklinton rests in that part of the panhandle that Fate so wanted to call Oklahoma, but ended up calling Texas. Case in point, the town is constantly under threat of tornadoes. Gallardo saw his entire neighborhood devastated by a tornado that swept through the town. When everything had settled, Gallardo organized the communities to take in the displaced families to be cared for. Gallardo took an entire year off from coaching to help lead the local planning commission into building neighborhoods with storm shelters, steel support beams, air raid sirens, and further measures to alert, protect, and secure families and their homes. Gallardo's efforts drew national attention and led to a million dollar donation from the Susan Price Show. When Gallardo did return to the coaching ranks, he remained an assistant for one year before the school board voted unanimously to name him the next coach at Franklinton. I like to believe I did what anyone else would have done in my position. Maybe that's not the case, but I didn't do anything special. I helped my friends and I helped my neighbors get their homes back. Now some big stuff from New York went and helped and now I'm making a big deal about it, but I'm not that special. Kids aren't going to be afraid about losing their homes anymore. That's what matters. While there are many success stories, there are also failures. Those of you in the Austin area may have heard of Stephen Bridges, the wide receivers coach at Austin Wall who tried to get elected as police commissioner. 
The story goes that Bridges was a failed cop who tried to get back in the force after being away for 15 years. I never tracked down Bridges, but I spoke with a handful of former players. That man was a menace. This is Henry Garza, one of Bridges' former receivers. We'll drop one ball in practice and he'll have us run sprints for the rest of the day until all of us puke. Puking was our only pass to freedom. He thought you could fix any injury with pickle juice. You can't. No one could ever memorize the routes. We had one game where we had five receiving yards combined because no one could ever get open. Garza and other former players believe that Bridges was a friend of head coach Jack Thompson and that Thompson stood up for Bridges three times when the school board wanted him fired. As far as anyone knows, Bridges never coached football at any level before or after Austin Wall. Bridges attempted to run for police commissioner after Thompson retired, but his campaign was dead on arrival. Thompson declined to comment about Bridges. There are numerous coaches across the state who have taken leadership roles, be they social, political, or both, but no one has ever been so foolish to try to become a police commissioner. One man, Dan Schiffer of Babylon, was asked to run for sheriff in 1997, but respectfully declined. It is one thing to build character of young men, and another to be the justice of the peace. That would have been the most ludicrous hire in the history of Babylon. From the Rangers Journal and Independence Audio, this is the Mayor of a Tiny Town. I'm your host, Luke Peters. Be sure to tune in next time for the next episode.